Hello, welcome to Look for the Light, a weekly recap and discussion show that will dive into each episode of HBO's television adaptation of the beloved video game series The Last of Us and explore the ways in which it expands upon the story of Joel and Ellie. I'm Hayden, and this week I'm joined by Sid Nesbitt to talk episode 7, Left Behind, directed by Liza Johnson. Sid, I'm so glad you've gotten to join me for this because, like, as we near the end of the season, I was getting really worried that we wouldn't be able to make it happen. So I'm glad to have you on for this. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be on it. I was worried I was going to miss it, too, because I was away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, I want to talk about this episode. <laughs> yeah, after Left Behind, I texted Wesley, like, when does Sid get home? We need to make this yeah, happen. This is the one. This is the one for yeah. me. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't had you on the podcast since Promising Young Woman. Is it, has it been that long? It has. I, li- I just said to Wesley, I was like, it's been two years since I've been on the podcast. And I live with him now, too, so it doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah, no, we have to get you on here. I'm always here when the podcast is being recorded. (laughs) Yeah, you you just come out in the living room and Wesley's like, shh, silent. Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) I can't believe it, though. Like, it's uh, two years. That's genuinely weird for me to process. We'll have to have you on for a lot more episodes, though. Yeah, I'm like, I I, I love talking about movies. Yeah, it feels weird to have you on for the first time in a long time and be like, TV. Let's talk about TV. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, we've had a few conversations in person throughout the last few weeks and since Last of Us started back in January. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten, like, a little bit of your thoughts on it, but I haven't been able to, like, fully ask you. So, like, how are you enjoying the Last of Us TV show as somebody who's played the games and is familiar with, with the games and everything? Yeah, I've been going really back and forth on this show, honestly. It's, like, I loved the first episode. I, I like, bawled my eyes out at the end, and the second episode rolled around, and I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. Maybe I'll stop watching. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and, but then the third episode came right back, and I was like, oh, never mind. This is great again. And it's, yeah. been, it's been really, like, I think on a whole, I am enjoying the show, but it's been kind of like every other episode, I'm kind of falling out of it a little bit. Right. Even though I just said that the second episode I hated, but I didn't really hate it. It just, to me, wasn't as good as, like, I felt it drop, and I was just a little too disappointed in the drop. Is there, has there been anything, like, from the games or just, like, as a fan that you've, like, wanted to see that, like, you haven't seen that the show, like, hasn't delivered on? Like, I don't think there's anything necessarily. I think that, um, it's been hard to watch it as somebody who's played the game because they've they've toned it down a lot in the show like moments in the game where you would have Joel running through a building gunning down like dozens of clickers or the goons or or anybody are now so much lesser like you'll only get one clicker or he won't fight any of the, any of the guys he'll sneak past and i haven't i haven't really decided how i feel about that because on one hand it's sometimes not as fun to watch because I'm expecting this big action piece because that's what Mm -hmm. I got in the game but on the other hand it does ground it a little bit more it makes it more realistic that Joel who they've been saying for six episodes is old like he's losing his hearing they talk all the time about he can't walk up all the stairs because his knees hurt like makes total sense that he's not going to be gunning down a whole room like you do in the games Mm mm-hmm and it does also like it also elevates the danger of the clickers because one is scary enough to take them all out but having played the games i'm just personally not scared of one clicker right yeah fair enough and i can agree like i think that grounding it and kind of removing some of the action does allow them to focus on like the human aspects which is what mm-hmm. the last of us is at its core about but 
when I start thinking about like some of the big set pieces from the games, there's a lot of moments that I'm like, ah, man, I wish that was here. Like, for example, because we're wrapping up towards the end of the show and I don't think we're going to get this moment. Um, when Joel falls through the floor and ends up in that dark basement and he's got like the stalkers coming after him and they're like creeping around the corners. Yeah. That's one of the scariest moments in video game history. And they're just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like they're even going to bother with it here. And like, I understand why, but it is like a little bit frustrating. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Like I was, I was terrified playing the video game. I, I'm not the biggest video game person. Like I've had my PS4 for eight years and I've maybe played five games on it, and one of them was The Last of Us. <laughs> right, yeah. So, and then one of the other ones was Last of Us Last 2. Last of Us Part 2, yeah. <laughs> right. So anytime I'd be playing it, I would wait for somebody else to come. I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's dark out. Somebody needs to sit in this room with me, because it was <laughs> it was terrifying. It is. Terrifying. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. It's far more of a drama, and it's leaned mm-hmm. away from the horror elements in favor yeah. of that drama, which I'm okay with, but yeah. it does leave me missing some of it. Yeah, I do think it is doing a really good job with the drama aspect of it. Like, I think that they're doing a good job of adapting this for people who haven't played the video games. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that it's really easy. I think it's really easy for anybody to watch this show because there's the story is compelling enough that they don't need the big action set pieces to keep us going. Right. No, I, I, I do totally agree with that. And I like, it's funny watching people experience the last of us for the first time. Cause at the ending of episode six, I seen a lot of people online, like is Joel dead? And I was like, Oh man, oh. <laughs> like I'm glad you're enjoying this. And there's like a surprise for you as a viewer, but like, no, mm, Joel's not dead. No, he's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, let's get into episode seven a little bit, yeah. uh, titled Left Behind. On this episode, we go back in time to see Ellie's past and the events that lead directly into The Last of Us. And so players of the game will know that the Left Behind arc of the story is DLC. So it's like not a part of The Last of Us when you're playing the game. Uh, so it's just like an extra set of content that released like I think six months to a year after Last of Us came out. So I, like, I'm curious uh, of your opinion on like, do you think that this episode is too much of a diversion from the main plot and... Do you think, or do you think it was important to include this arc for Ellie in the main storyline? Mm-hmm. I, gosh, I could go both ways with that because I do think it's really important to show this, and I think that like the the story is great. It like it was beautiful. They did a great job adapting it, but by the end of the episode, it felt almost like a little anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Because I know that she's not going to leave Joel. So we kind of get this flashback that go, runs through the whole episode and then nothing's really progressed narratively. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like this me- memory that she's having would have swayed her either way to leave Joel uh, or try to save him. If yeah. that makes sense. No, absolutely. And like I do... Kind of feel similarly where I think this is the first episode where I was like, this is kind of filler. Like, I love seeing it. And I think that Ellie's storyline and who Ellie is as a person is so, it's important to establish. And having it all set up here is really important for especially, you know, season two and and such. Mm -hmm. But I just, as we barrel towards the ending of this season, I was just like, oh, this is a whole flashback episode. That's just like a little frustrating. Yeah, I... 
which like sucks that this is the episode that felt such filler to me because I do love that DLC. I love the story that they were trying to tell with Ellie and Riley, and I do think they did a good job. But like at the end, I'm just like, oh, why is is Joel still on the floor? Are you kidding? Like, because mm-hmm. that's the story that I'm currently signed up for. Like with the game, like that DLC came after. Like I went through the whole game and I played through Joel being hurt and like had to play as Ellie as she tried her best to keep him alive and fight however many people she had to fight. And then after that, I got to have this nice little story. So I love that they adapted it, but I almost feel like it should have either been maybe even the first episode, Mm -hmm. like somewhere in there, so it wasn't flashing back, or it could have been spread out through other episodes. Agreed. Or really, you know, I love seeing all this stuff, and I'm glad they didn't cut any of the stuff out of, like, left behind itself, Mm -hmm. but it could have been shorter. You know, you could have kind of incorporated this episode into Ellie trying to keep Joel alive in, in present day. Which is like, we kind of get a little bit of that, but it's like the beginning and the very ending. And so it just feels like that's kind of a framing device for them to go back. And I guess I was fine with it, but HBO, when they released Euphoria, they did these specials. So after the season Mm -hmm. came out, they did these episodes that were, you know, relevant to the story, but kind of like separate from the main plot line. And a part of me was like, maybe you should have done that. Maybe this episode should have come after The Last of Us to like hold fans over for the next one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I I do really like the episode, but I just think I, I at times I was just like, hmm, I don't know how they're going to make these last two episodes work with two episodes left. Yeah. And I guess like the other point that I can make too is like it was DLC for a reason, right? Like there's a reason that Left Behind wasn't written into Last of Us's main narrative. It, it came after because it didn't need mm. to be in the main plot. No. And so a part of me feels like adding it here is just like it's great to see but it was downloadable content for a reason. Yeah, it felt like it didn't it didn't add enough to Ellie or Joel's narrative right now. Um like I was kind of hoping through the the whole episode that they were going to expand it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because there was sort of what I thought was going to be a reference to it in a previous episode when Ellie said that she had killed someone before. Right. I assumed that that meant Riley. And not that I really needed to see her kill Riley. I think that would have been a lot, and I would have cried. (laughs) Um, But it just felt like I I knew where this was going the whole time. Like, I feel like even if I hadn't played the game, I would have known that a flashback from before Ellie was bit is going to be a flashback about her being bit right and you can kind of infer based on the fact that riley is not around in the last of us that that she's probably dead yeah so i was just kind of expecting that in this like flashback that they were going to take it that step farther to really show the like emotional impact that this would have had on ellie yeah because otherwise, there's not really a point of putting it in the middle of the show. Agreed, yeah. It, unless you're seeing her, uh, how that moment made her into who she is. But we miss that moment, because they don't show either of them turning. You don't see the moment where Ellie becomes the more 
closed off person that she is who has killed somebody and is fighting for her life every day. Yeah. We just kind of leave it at they're both sad. That actually does lead me into a question I wanted to ask you as well. It's just mm -hmm. like, do you, so in the game, this kind of plays out the exact same way. You don't yeah. see Riley turn. It actually, I think the same way the show leaves things on Riley's line of like, we'll be all poetic and lose our minds. The game leaves things there as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like they should have expanded it to show maybe not Riley turning, but like the events that lead a little bit more into that outcome? Or do you think like cutting it the same way they cut the game was, was effective? I I don't know that I necessarily needed to see Riley turn and have Ellie kill her, but I think it maybe would have been effective to even like jump a day to be how did Ellie get to the fireflies? Yeah, I because can agree with that. Because that's something that we didn't even really see in the game. How did Marlene find her and not shoot her on sight because she's bit? Right. Like, I think that would have been interesting and that would have connected it more to the show because then we're seeing Marlene again, who's like a character that we know from the show and the game. And I just think connecting those two points and how she got there, because when we see Ellie in the show, she's like chained up in in some Firefly makeshift dungeon. So I think it would have worked more for the narrative show to just at least show that bit. Which, I don't know, maybe we'll still get. we got three episodes left. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, actually. Like, I I don't think I needed to see Riley turn and Ellie shoot her. I think it's pretty clear what happens. Mm -hmm. But I would have liked to at least see, you know, Marlene find Ellie and find Riley. I think yeah. that would have been really interesting. And then leave it there would have been something I think I would have liked to see. Mm -hmm. Um. So, like, we meet Riley because she's – Ellie is essentially, you know – head down she's in military fedra training school what i thought was really interesting was like so often we've seen fedra be these like mustache twirling you know shitheads throughout this entire season yeah and the scenes that you get with fedra here is actually like you know fedra is a very corrupt and evil organization but you do get like this really kind man who is just trying to help ellie like figure her shit out and so it's mm -hmm. nice to see the duality of like not everybody in fedra is this horrible piece of shit um what did you think of that? Just like the the kind of different perspective that we get at Fedra in this episode rather than what we've seen all season. No, I did like that too. And I thought that was a good addition that they, that they threw in because that's not really in the game at all. And I thought that was smart to kind of show the different aspects because like as you said earlier, like this show is about the humans the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like there's no real bad guy through any of this and i thought that was really smart to show fedra in as being more of a gray area like everything is in this show everything yeah. is a little bit gray all the way through yeah and i think that's completely true to like the world of last of us and especially as we get into the second season and they start to adapt the second game there is no right or wrong in a world like this it's mm -hmm. all just perspective and it's all just like who what side you're you happen to fall on I think seeing them, you know, not be such evil assholes all the time was, was actually a pretty effective touch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so we meet Ellie and she's got this friend that people have mentioned to her. Like Ellie says something about fighting one of these girls, a very uh, Regina George type mean girl who's like yeah. bullying her and taking her Walkman. 
uh, and Ellie punches her in the face and she gets in trouble for it. Um, and people are mentioning this girl that like, oh, your friend's not here anymore. And so when we finally meet Riley, um, at, same in the game, we discover that she has left and she's going off to be a firefly. And so she's stopping in to have one last night with Ellie before she gets uh, sent away. So Riley is played by Storm Reed. Do you mm-hmm. know the actress Storm Reed? I, I've definitely seen her in things. I couldn't pinpoint something. However, when I watched this episode, I watched it on my computer in Winnipeg with my sister sitting beside me. And as soon as uh, Raya's character came on, she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this actor. I need to watch this episode with you." Yeah, yeah, she's really good. She's um, she's Rue's sister in Euphoria. Oh, yes. Okay. But she was also most recently in like the, you know, the movie Searching, which is like the oh, yeah. laptop mis- mystery. She's in the kind of sequel to that, uh, Missing, which Missing. just came out in theaters. Yeah. Really okay. good movie. But I thought Storm Reed was great in this. And I think more importantly, from the second she shows up on screen, it's really important that her and Bella Ramsey have really good connection. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of like their chemistry together and the way that they kind of like play off each other? I thought it was great. I... I had such a like a, a fun time watching them just sort of be kids together. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I thought was most beautiful about their relationship and the chemistry that they had. Like they really played off of each other in a kid way and it really just like hit me that we're in a post-apocalyptic world in the show and that neither of them really had that kind of childhood but together they were still having fun as kids would. Yeah. That really reflects in, like, the mall, right? Like, these yeah. these two young girls just kind of getting the opportunity to just go to a mall and experience it almost like they would have before the world ended. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much, like, childlike wonder in this episode that I think has been absent from the entire series because Ellie's hardened by the time we meet her. She's, you know, a little bit jaded and she's using humor to hide her pain and everything like that. But seeing this you know, version of them where they're just able to just laugh and smile. And there's this kind of like burgeoning young love between them. I thought was just like so effective. And you can tell that they really put a lot of energy into casting the right uh, actress for Riley, because just the way that her and Bella Ramsey kind of click off each other. I was like, you guys seem like best friends for years. Yeah. It felt really natural watching Mm -hmm. it. After we're introduced to Riley though, her and Ellie sneak out and they head to the mall, which is where pretty much the rest of this episode takes place. I, I love the five wonders of the mall idea because yeah. it's just like that reflects back on what we were just saying. It's like it's a moment where Ellie just gets to experience something that all kids should or, you know, would have experienced in, in a different world. What do you mm-hmm. think was the most uh, wonderful five wonders of the mall? Oh, honestly, the escalator. I know that that's yeah. not. That's a good answer, wonders, too, though. But the escalator was just. Like, that was so 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 good to watch and it was so funny watching it my sister beside me who has not she's played 15 minutes of the first game when she visited me once and has not seen any of the show so she right. was like what what's going on why is she running up and down the escalator <laughs> and why like, is she no, so excited it. about it this is amazing yeah and I, and I was like explaining to my sister the whole the whole the whole thing like no that it happened 20 years ago and she's only 14 so she never would have seen any of this like it was i was going crazy about this escalator moment because it was it was so beautiful and it was just the most pure childhood joy because even i've grown up with escalators in my life mm-hmm. 
but I've had that moment with friends where I've run up and down the escalator or tried Absolutely, to yeah. sit on the railings or jump it funny like when no one's around. Like that's just such a kid thing to do and to just see her do that for the first time and Bella Ramsey did such a good job of like I believe this is the first time you've ever seen an escalator. <laughs> right. Like that's I think... what I would do too. <laughs> Even in a non-post-apocalyptic world, when you're a kid and you go up an escalator for the first time, it's like the oh coolest gosh, thing in the magic. world. Yeah, it's like like I just can recall very fond memories of my childhood when I like thought the escalator at the very bottom was gonna like grab my feet and like pull me in. It was like mm -hmm. it's like this really like grand kind of freaky concept when you go on an escalator for the first time. It's yeah. just it's just moving stairs, but when you're a kid, it's this big thing. And I love how Riley's line, she's like, I'm going to show you the four wonders of the mall. And then Ellie's like, this is one of them. And then Riley's like, it can be. It's five now, I guess. Okay. Uh, I totally agree that that's a really sweet moment. I think for me, I loved seeing the arcade. Like, oh. I I really resonated with the arcade. Not only because the name of the arcade is Raja, which is the name of my cat. I oh, thought, yeah. that was kind of, <laughs> thought that was kind of fun. But I just like the idea of... And we're going to keep going back to the idea of childhood wonder, but mm -hmm. I could not imagine seeing neon lights and playing video games for the first time in like a giant open space like that in, in a world like this. When, you know, you go outside and there's these mushroom headed creatures trying to like rip you apart. It's just like going to an arcade would be the craziest thing of all time. And I think yeah. that, you know, Street Fighter, I think is what they play. Yeah, I think they play Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. That's. I was surprised that that's the one they gravitated to. I was like, Street Fighter's cool, but like, don't, you guys like are. The other ones have prettier colors, don't they? Like some of them. Prettier are... colors. You could be riding Lonely. a, you know, like a motorcycle down the highway. <laughs> like, yeah, I would. Lots gone of options for one here. Of those motorcycle ones for sure. Same or some skee ball, but I, don't I know, guess skee ball. With a wheel. Like I'm not as intrigued by the joystick, but maybe that's because I have played that one before. <laughs> yeah, it's, fair enough. What did you make of like? I do want to get a little bit into, like, Riley and Ellie as, like, you know, the romantic part of their mm -hmm. relationship. But the carousel is a, a great moment in Left Behind in the game. But I think the one part of the game that the carousel leaves to be desired is, like, Ellie gets on it. Riley is operating it. And she's watching Ellie ride it. And then right as Riley goes to get on, the ride stops. And they don't get on it again. And I was like, that's kind of a wasted opportunity. And so to have Riley and Ellie on it together and there's this moment where Bella Ramsey looks at her and you can just see this you know this childhood crush that she has mm -hmm. it's it's very much like she loves her but she doesn't know what those feelings are yeah and I think just the subtle ways they show that are really interesting so like what did you make of like the subtle ways that they kind of display their burgeoning like young love mm -hmm. I oh gosh what did I think of it um <laughs> I don't know like it's hard to say as somebody who like I've played the game before I like I knew that this is what was coming but I was so excited through the whole thing like I just I'm, I'm like with my sister beside me like I was like I think they're gonna kiss now I think they're gonna kiss like, <laughs> You're the like this is the moment through. I was like here it is here it is here it is my sister was looking at me like I was absolutely insane I was like no you, you don't understand this is amazing but uh, I uh, yeah, like, I don't know if I even necessarily picked up on anything subtle because I knew what was happening. I was just so excited all the way through. Yeah. Like, for them. Be but I think, like, part of my exci excitement came from this being kind of, it felt like a first for both of them. Like, they were, they were both figuring this out, like, exactly what you just said, 
like not really knowing what to do with these feelings, not knowing what they are. And I did think that was really beautiful to watch like Ellie kind of figuring out that she like she does love Riley. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just thought that that was that was beautiful. <laughs> I, yeah, I completely agree. And they do this really funny thing where they they know that audiences are watching it kind of expecting and waiting, at least people who have played the games for sure are expecting and waiting for the moment for when they kiss. And in the game, it happens right before or right after the carousel. I can't remember. Um, but in this episode, it happens at the Halloween store. Yeah. There was a point where I thought to myself, because the episode was starting to wrap up, we paused it so that we could go to the bathroom really quickly, and there was like 10 minutes left. And I was like, are they not going to kiss? There's going to be a lot of angry lesbians if they don't kiss. Like yeah. they, need, <laughs> they need to make this happen ASAP. And they just kind of, they put it in a different moment. And I thought that was pretty effective. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that Ellie and Riley's relationship is, is such a beautiful one because it's, it's this young love, this innocence in a world that doesn't really allow them to have that. And on top of that, you know, um, the animators, when they animated the kiss for the first time, it was a really important moment because I think it was the first kiss between two two women in a video game oh really from what from what i know yeah i could be wrong so i i hope i mean that, that that's that true but makes sense <laughs> yeah it's 2013 and it was it was a big thing so i think the way that they bring that moment to life by kind of playing with the audience's expectations of it was was mm -hmm. really effective yeah the amount of times that i yelled at my computer screen like kiss kiss was ridiculous <laughs> it's um, like just do it yeah, especially because I'm not painting you the whole picture of how I watch this. Like, I'm on the couch, my sister beside me, but across the living room is my grandmother and my mother. Okay. Just, like, sitting there reading a book. And my, cause, and my dad walking in and out, because we all stayed in my grandmother's two-bedroom apartment for five days. Right. So it was like my whole family is around as I'm yelling at my computer screen. The only bit of privacy you have is the wall of the laptop yeah. separating you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. You're just sitting there like, just kiss already. Oh, Your whole family's on. like, hey, what, what's going on over there? What is going on? Very that's silly. really funny. Yeah. That's that's a great viewing experience for it. Honestly, it was. And it was equally as silly anytime I would get stressed by, um, well, I'm sure we'll get into it in a second. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave I'll, I'll leave my stress out for a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess like I, I did want to bring up um, really quickly, and this is kind of just like you don't really have to have any thoughts on this yourself, but I just wanted to say like, I love the Halloween store in Left Behind. Mm -hmm. When I played Left Behind, the amount of time I spent just fucking around in the Halloween store, like trying on all, all the masks, yeah, all the um, masks. picking up anything that I can find. There's lots of props that you can interact with. There's this fortune reader that you can shake multiple times. And like, I just spent at least 45 minutes in the Halloween store when I played Left Behind. Yeah. And I started to panic. Again, like in regards to the same way I felt about the kiss, I started mm -hmm. to panic. I'm like, they're not going to put the Halloween store in. I was freaking out. And, and then they do. Um, mm -hmm. And you they kiss there as well. They give me the double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you were waiting for in that moment. In that one moment, yeah. I just, yeah, I think it was really great to see. I do have one minor issue that I'm curious of your thoughts on, though. Mm -hmm. So Riley is living in this mall. Cool. I'm fine with that. Um, but you're telling me that she didn't check all the stores or make sure to clear out the entire mall? Like, if you're going to live in a shopping mall in this world, yeah. you should probably you know, check your surroundings of where you're sleeping. And there's just this very infected dude. He's not like a little infected and he doesn't he's look dead. Hiding. He's like very in the open and just like super infected. So like, 
I don't know. Am I alone here or did that bother you as well? Because I was just, that was the one thing from the whole episode where I was like, wait, what? Uh, I honestly didn't notice it. And I, I, to- I totally hear you and you're annoyed with that because that, like, if I had clocked that, that would have annoyed me. Yeah. But I think a big part of this is that they're not very smart. Um, maybe I could have said that nicer, but... <laughs> I get what you mean, though. It does. It goes back to the whole recurring theme of this episode of, like, they're kids. They're kids, yeah. And I, I felt that at the end when she has to pull out her gun and can't make a single shot. So I think that sort of goes back as well, that why would Riley have cleared out the mall if somebody had already told her that it was cleared that's a good point they are just kids like they walked in riley said it was fine so ellie believed it was fine that's true ellie doesn't even question any further she's like okay we're good yeah yeah no like they're they're within the quarantine zone i would think too aren't they yeah so i guess like growing up within the quarantine zone you probably wouldn't even think you'd have to check all the rooms. It's a good point. Especially, you know, like, people have said it's clear. You're just going to take someone else's word for it, and you're going to set up camp in, in a different mm-hmm. store. Amal, to be to get to their credit, Amal is a very big place. It's I go to the mall, and I don't check every corner of the mall. To be fair, I'm not in the apocalypse, but... Yeah, um, I, I think I would check every corner of that mall. <laughs> I think I would, too. So, But, you know, we'll give them some uh, some slack because of the fact that they're young and yeah. they probably trusted what someone else told them. Yeah, it's it's weird because, well, like, when I think about it, actually, if I was, like, 14, 15, 16, I definitely would have checked all the malls as I'm thinking about it now. Right. But that's... Maybe that's just, like, a different societal thing. Because oh, I get very paranoid all the time. Like, there was so silly. There was one night where Wesley wasn't here. And, I like, I was in the house by myself. And I checked every closet. Like, I went and checked under Wesley's bed for no reason. Like, I've done there's, this. There's no monsters, right? Yeah, I've so, done this. Like, I probably would do this in, in a mall. I would, I would check the creepy doll store for sure. Oh, yeah. It was in a doll store, too. Yeah. Like, I'm going to check out what's going on in that creepy doll store regardless because it's creepy and hilarious. And then you find the infected dude in there and that just is another thing altogether. Yeah, I just – I'm not very nitpicky towards the show. And in fact, I don't think I've really criticized it in this entire podcast that we've been doing for The Last of Us. I was surprised when you came on this episode and were like, oh, I don't know about this one. It's like, what? Yeah, no, I did (laughs) really like it. But this was the first time where I noticed a couple – pacing i guess like structural issues with the show yeah um this episode's really cool i just think the placement of it in the season was where i was like okay i don't know this is a weird spot to Mm -hmm. to throw this episode but riley and ellie's relationship all culminates in them getting in a fight with this infected when he wakes up to the sounds of them at the arcade oh yeah yeah yeah. second i heard them at the arcade i was like damn like you guys can have fun but like maybe quiet down a little bit yeah that was my peak stress level was in the arcade because it it pans away from the arcade and goes over and you see the infected wake up and then you go back through the arcade and they're so loud they are so loud for so long and i was like leaning back on the couch like hitting my head like shut up i don't know if you've ever 
witnessed me watch something i'm very animated i get a lot of hand movements going on. I, I have witnessed you, you <laughs> yeah. do that before yeah i like i i can't control it i'll do a lot of like oh my god oh gosh and i'm jumping so i'm doing all this with all of my family looking at me like i'm absolutely insane the like, the funniest part about okay? all your <laughs> the funniest part about all your motions when you're watching something too is like we were at the theater recently can't remember what movie it was for but you were making all these hand motions and I thought you had to have loved the movie based on how you were reacting to it and the movie <laughs> ended and you're like I hated that that was really bad and I was like you you looked like you were having a great time <laughs> no it's it's for everything oh gosh I don't even I don't remember what movie that would have been I can't remember it either I wish I could right now. Oh, could, could have really been funny. anything because I, I'm very animated through all media. And it's been the same for all of these Last of Us episodes. I'll be sitting in the chair like, oh, my gosh, like jumping. And then Wesley will look at me like, are you, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode was like, it's very intense. There is like a ticking time bomb element to this episode where like, you know, something's going to happen. But so much of the episode is like, let's ride a carousel. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, go up and down an escalator. Let's let's kiss. Let's uh, go to an arcade. And like, you just know at some point something's going to shit. And yeah. so from the second you see that infected wake up, it's just like it gets very intense. It's very good tension building throughout this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but Riley and Ellie's relationship, it culminates in them getting into a fight because Ellie finds out that Riley is leaving and that this was actually just like a way to have one last night with her. And Ellie goes to leave, but... And this is a moment I like, too. She gets to the, like, door, and she's, like, almost out of there. And she's like, nah, this is petty. I'm going to go back, and I'm just going to, like, see mm -hmm. how things are going. And you um, you hear screaming, and then that's when she enters the Halloween store. Uh, it's my, just a little spooky prop. Yeah, I was freaking out in that moment. It was, like, I, grabbing my, my, my sister. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was, it's, it's intense. But I actually clocked while Ellie is running towards the screams that the scream was on a loop. And that's the same scream, oh. like, time after time after time. And I was like, something's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, anyways, they, they're they in the Halloween store. And after, the, or after they get in a fight and they dance, they wear Halloween masks, which are identical to the ones from the games. I thought yeah, that was I really fun. That. that was amazing to have that exact. Like, it was exactly the same. That's about as... Because I did try to replay the DLC. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. Um, but that's about as far as I got. I did get to the Halloween store. Right. And because I had like just seen those masks, I was like, how did they do that? It's pretty that's impressive. exactly the same mask. Yeah, they had to build them from, you know, when you... I said to Wesley in the last episode, like, this show never fails to impress me with its intense attention to detail where they don't need to put that much detail into things. Yeah. Like, they're recreating the wallpaper and rooms and the posters and the exact placement of the posters and the mm -hmm. Halloween mask. It's just, I, I, I appreciate it so much as somebody who loves this stuff. But I'm like, damn, you had to build that mask just so you could put it on their head. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty, uh, that pretty was cool. That was really good. Because at that point, you could have put on any Halloween mask that was around circa 2003. And right, I would have yeah. been happy. But to have it be the exact one, like, that was... That was like a movie magic moment, honestly. Yeah, I totally agree. And so they're dancing around. They they plug in the music and they're dancing and having a good time wearing these masks. And mm -hmm. in a very sweet moment, Ellie takes her mask off and she pleads for Riley not. She just says, don't go. Yeah. Um, and Riley says, okay. She actually decides to stay with Ellie. And then this is immediately, you know, they have their nice moment and then things go to shit. And yeah. that infected comes stumbling through the door. Like you said, Riley tries to shoot it, but... 
misses every single shot and they mm-hmm. get into this huge fight and they do manage to kill it, but it is too late for both of them. Yeah. Um, how do you think about the way that they handled like adapting this pretty much beat for beat from, from the games? Cause I, I think it's one of those things where like, well, I say beat for beat, but you had mentioned actually at the beginning of the episode in the games, it's a lot more infected. It's not mm-hmm. one of them. Do you think it being one of them takes away from that moment? I, this is that same thing that I could go either way on. Cause I can talk my way through either. My immediate instinct is it did lessen it a bit for me just because especially where we are in the show i've seen more infected already like we had that mass swarm of them that was in episode five and like they fought other ones like i know they can fight a clicker but in this like it was just i was kind of disappointed in them for a second like my immediate reaction to be like oh come on really just one got you really Mm -hmm. just one but then when i do like sit back and think about it it does circle back to that they're kids like of course of course you wouldn't be able to kill one because i don't think i could even me it's like 24 i don't think i could get one if all i had was a knife and a gun i've never shot before Right. And it was running at me, I would probably get bit. Yeah. So it is more realistic. And for like once again for someone who hasn't played the games, I think it would be really effective to have one be that scary. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I do think I could go both ways with it. Like in one sense they strip the only big action moment from left behind out of it. Mm-hmm. But in the other sense, like I like that they get to kill this infected and then stay where they are they get to like stay in the place that brought them so much peace for a minute like where they had their kiss where they had this dance and they get to like kind of well they think they're gonna die there together but i just like the idea that they don't have to like run you know like if they if there was multiple of them they wouldn't be able to kill it so they'd have to you know shut a door and hide so i do like that they get to just dispose of it and then sit in the in the silence of this now sad halloween shop yeah, I do like that they got to stay in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because it, it really, like, it connects it more with the beautiful moment they just had of, like, um, their their first kiss. <laughs> right, And yeah. um, Riley saying that she was going to stay. Because that really, like, oh, what is the word that I want? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it just, like, it really keeps it there. Like, she's staying with ellie right now like mm-hmm. this is it she's staying yeah and i like that they you know i think i had already mentioned the line but i love that they the, i think the final line by from storm Reed is we can be all poetic and lose our minds and shit and i just yeah. that's a, a line from the game that i really really love it does tie into this kind of childhood ig- like ignorance mm-hmm. like they they actually think that the, that that's the better outcome is like yeah we get to spend a couple hours together. I'm like, yeah, but then your face will split open and you'll become a mushroom person. Yeah, like, I, I love that line. And I love the line before it, too, that she says that I won't have the exact thing, but it's like, whether it's a couple hours or a couple days, I want all that time. Mm-hmm. I think that was really beautiful. And it, it really added to that moment for me. Uh, like, it... it, it it connected it better with the line like it all culminated and they just want to stay together right 
but and, thinking about it gosh what a terrible idea <laughs> it's a very childlike decision to be yeah. like yeah we get all this time together i'm like yeah but yeah like, but it's what, not, like it's even not worth if it. ellie wasn't immune one of you is gonna turn first right Mm-hmm. and like the thing too about the infected of the last of us that i always have to like remind myself and that i try to go back to and that i don't even think i properly mentioned on on this podcast it's like you're still in there when you become an infected in the last of us like mm -hmm. there's there's this clip that has kind of resurfaced since the show's come out in, from the games of somebody like one of the infected eating someone and you can hear them sobbing crying and right when she pulls away before she goes back in to keep eating you can hear them mumble no i don't want to do it um and that's so terrifying and so like the idea that they think you know having a couple hours is worth pretty much taking the backseat to this creature that's going to take over your brain um just a very childlike decision and it's not the decision yeah. i would make no me neither but thankfully I mean, good they, thing they did right yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> thankfully they do because they discover that ellie might be the cure for humanity through yeah that. um yeah so i guess that kind of brings us back around to like what we had mentioned at the beginning which is like we get that moment and then it cuts away and it cuts back to ellie and joel and that's the end of the riley storyline and mm -hmm. as we had already mentioned i do just kind of wish that we had gotten that expanded on a little bit yeah but it is what it is it's yeah, not like, a big uh detractor for me yeah I, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it because I do think the story was beautiful and I did love watching it, but it really did leave me wanting more, which is odd because it's exactly what the DLC was. Like they didn't really deviate much at all except for um, it being one infected instead of a dozen. And I think they even added more things. Like I don't remember the escalator bit. No, that's or, not in like, the game. And like like you said, um, Riley being on the carousel, like there's definitely more that happens they did expand. But still at the end of it, it just... Like, I, I, th I think I said this already, um, but I didn't feel a, ca a character arc really happen right. for Ellie, which felt like... It felt like that was the point of this flashback was to show how Ellie got here, but then yeah. I didn't get that. So uh, yeah, just, I, I'm still waiting for it a little bit. I, I agree. I know what you mean. And like one criticism towards this episode that I just do not agree with is people being like, how is it relevant? Because even though I do think it's, you know, maybe weirdly placed in the story, mm -hmm. it, it's very relevant because it, it informs everything that Ellie will do for Joel. Yeah. It, it ties into the fact that she doesn't want to lose someone again. She doesn't want to yeah. lose the first person she's come to love again. And so she's much more willing to, to make these, you know, her, she's much more willing to try. She doesn't want to lose Joel. Mm -hmm. And so people who are like, how does it, how is it relevant at all? I'm like, well, it shows why Ellie cares so much about saving him. Yeah, no, I, I did, I did feel that. And I do think it's important for that reason as well. Mm hmm. But, like, that being said, I, I, I know Ellie's going to save Joel. <laughs> right. Like, I think she has a line. Oh, gosh, I don't know if she said it in the show, but she definitely says it in the game. That it's, like, everybody that I've loved has either died or left me. Yeah, she does say that, yeah. She says oh, it in okay. episode six, yeah. Oh, good. And 
honestly, that line was kind is kind of enough for me to know that she can't lose Joel. Yeah. But I I mean, saying that, that sounds like I'm saying that we didn't need this episode. I love that we got this episode. I really do. (laughs) No, I do. I know what you mean. But like, I love that we got it too. And Mm. I think that this episode, you know, I sound like I'm kind of criticizing a little more than the other episodes. I'm not. I do really like it. Um, My only criticism is coming to play in the fact of like, I did know all this, you know, like the last of us story is built to give you all the information you need and left behind is it's a little additive. It's just like, you can also get to know Ellie a little bit more if you'd like. Um, But like the last of us gives me everything I need to know. All these lines about losing people, all these lines about um, what Joel means to her. Like I, everything is perfect, perfectly established without left behind. So I get why people would say it's filler in that regard. Um, okay, so, like, the episode ends with, you know, Ellie quickly debating for a brief second about leaving Joel, because he says, he pushes her, he shoves her, Mm -hmm. he says, get out of here, go back to Tommy, and you can see that she's thinking about it, but she finds a needle and thread, she returns to Sojo's wound up. This is just a little detail I love, and this is kind of our one great Pedro Pascal moment in this episode. Mm -hmm. When Ellie sticks the needle in to close up the wound, he grabs her shoulder and, like, kind of yells very violently, and you can see on Joel's face that he sees that he's scared her. And when she continues to stitch it up, he goes silent and he turns away. He's not looking at her. And I think that that's such a, like a sweet little dad moment where he's just like, I just scared her. The pain that she's inflicting on me scared her. And, and I need to not let her see that. I just, it's just such a little detail, but I was like, just a nice little Pedro moment at the ending of the episode here. Yeah, that was good. This, this was another moment however where I embarrassed myself in front of my entire family because I like squealed when she started sewing him up yeah it's ugly looking because oh that was so gross the wound in the show's version of this is like a it's like a baseball bat like the end of a baseball bat that got stabbed into him yeah I can't believe he took that out in the game it makes yeah I don't know why he pulls it it's a like he falls on a pipe he has to stand up the pipe's not coming with him but this he fully pulls it out like I'm sorry, sir. We're, have you not been alive in the in this apocalypse for 20 years? Yeah. You and should know better than you to know better. open your wound. I can't wound. believe he pulled it out. Yeah, oh. that was a bit silly. You know, having... I think it might have been more effective to have Ellie do that. To, like, to, yeah. to think she's helping him and be like, Joel, oh my god. And then, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing a different idea. But it is very weird writing to have Joel pull that out. He should know Dude. much better. Yeah. Dude. Um, yeah, and then, so, Ellie closes his wound up, um, Joel and Ellie are officially, you know, father-daughter at this point, after mm-hmm. he has, or she's saved his life, and the episode ends there. Um, do you have any final thoughts on, on Left Behind? Yes, I have one random thought, and then maybe a more cohesive thought after. But my one, my one random thought that I don't think I noticed before when people would get bit, but in this moment... Like, Ellie kills the, the infected and then has, like, a second of, like, haha, we did it, and then goes, oh, no, I'm bit. And I just remember seeing that and thinking, wouldn't that hurt like hell the moment you got bit? Like, how, I can't believe that she had a second where she didn't realize that she was bit. That's fair. I, I know what you mean. But I have, I will say, um, there's been times where I've gotten pretty hurt before and I haven't really noticed because the adrenaline's okay. just kind of going, you know, 
Yeah, I don't have know. I've ever... never had anybody bite through my arm before, so. Definitely not. <laughs> haven't been through that myself either, so I can't say if, if I would notice that maybe, or Maybe not. you but don't notice. I don't know. A good example, and this is a much lesser example, but a good example is like when my cat will scratch the shit out of me. Oh, and I yeah. don't really notice that I've been like violently scratched until about five minutes later. And then I look down, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm bleeding right now. Um, I think it's kind of just one of those moments, but you're right. Like if a, if a human being chomped through your arm, I think you, you might catch on. Yeah. And oh, my other thought, and this isn't even a thought. I just, um, don't think anybody who's been on this series of your podcast yet has mentioned how TikTok is going crazy with Pedro Pascal edits. Have you seen any of these? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, I have. (laughs) I was just like... (laughs) I was like waiting for. I was like, is anybody gonna mention how Pedro Pascal has taken over TikTok lots right of, now? It just lots felt of thirst traps. Yeah, yeah. I don't even understand how I've like I've seen so many of them. I'm gonna send you two. <laughs> yeah, feel free to send me them. They're when so when we're funny, done. and I just don't understand how this this guy, who's kind of struggling to make it through the apocalypse, has has taken over the internet right now by being a heartthrob. Like, okay. <laughs> I think Pedro Pascal is just like he's just made himself like the internet's dad with from like yeah. Mandalorian <laughs> and from The Last of Us like he's just he's very good at playing a father figure but on top of that he's just a great actor and I think like I, I've been seeing a lot of memes about like Game of Thrones fans Last of Us fans and Star mm-hmm. Wars fans are all united for the first time yeah. and I think that that's that's pretty funny Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. does have a way of bringing those fandoms together yeah he really does there's also like have you seen that meme that's now going around of like the clip from the unbearable weight of massive talent where it's like nick cage and he looks all like (laughs) he looks like super disheveled and upset and then he like pans over to pedro pascal and he's got like the biggest smile on his face the biggest shit grin smile i've ever (laughs) seen first off love that scene in the movie but Mm -hmm. second off very happy to see it be like the new meme on the on the internet right now (laughs) great stuff yeah pedro pascal he rocks i I think i say this every episode he does and Bella Ramsey too. Bella Ramsey did an amazing job. Yes. So like um I said on the last episode that I am forbidding myself to like praise Bella Ramsey anymore because I just do it every episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh like every single episode. So if it sounds like I'm not giving her her, her credit, I it, it's there. You've um, done it, yeah. <laughs> the the moment where in this episode when she gets bit and she looks down and she realizes and she just hits the she's like no 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 but it's such a powerful like terrified yeah. no because she realizes holy fuck i'm I'm dead like this is um, it. yeah such a great moment and also the other moment from her that really wowed me in this episode is when joel is he's trying to talk to her and he's trying to yell at her while she's trying to close his wound and she's just like joel shut the fuck up yeah um great stuff she's just mm-hmm. for a while I, I think from the second she was cast i immediately was like that's like on game of thrones she's a very sassy foul-mouthed kid and i was like that's why they picked her like right away just the way she delivers the word fuck is why they is why they picked her yeah um yeah what would you rate uh left behind if you had to rate the episode out of five wonders of them all oh out of five wonders of them all what a great question i <laughs> i'm like flipping between a four and a four and a half right now i i think i'm gonna give it a four and would give it a four and a half if it was placed better in the season i think i'll give it a four as well and i think i agree that the episode like pretty much flawlessly delivers on the episode it's trying to be Mm -hmm. it's just like there's only nine episodes in this season if there was 10 
I think oh, I'd there's actually only nine. there's only nine. There's two more after oh. this. Um, if there was ten, I think this episode wouldn't bother me at all. I don't think I would have had any of the criticisms that I have towards this episode if it weren't for the fact that like there's a lot of story to cover in the rest of The Last yeah. of Us. I mean, it's not that much, but it is like it's more than two episodes. So we'll have to see how they go yeah, about doing that it. That means they're skipping a lot of stuff. And like Wesley and I had talked on the last episode a little bit about like I guess when you narrow the story beats of The Last of Us down to like simply the story beats, there's not that much stuff left. But like there's I don't know, like, like there's definitely more than two episodes. Yeah. Like the you know, without spoiling the next episode for people who are listening to this, the David storyline, which is what's going to follow, is like a sizable oh. chunk of the game. It's like a yeah. a, a long while. And like, I've seen that the next episode is only fifty two minutes. And I'm like, how, how are you gonna condense David into fifty two minutes? Yeah. Oh god okay, well I'm glad that David is the next episode because I was worried for a second as I was just thinking about it that we weren't gonna get that storyline yeah i'm glad but they're doing I it as love well that storyline from the game i think it's necessary and i hope that they can nail it with 52 minutes i want another long episode i think that's what i've been craving it's like another yeah, like they've... 80 minute episode i'm sad they didn't give another one of those yeah did they have two two the first yeah. episode was uh, it was 80 and then was it the third one that was that long as well or was yeah it... the first and third yeah mm. so i just wish we got like one more really long episode the finale is 42 minutes, and I said to Wesley, what? like, I understand how the finale is 42 minutes, because it's, okay. it's fairly straightforward, like it but the David episode... Once you get there, it happens. Right, yeah. I know, There's we're barreling... There's Last of Us left. Are you kidding? We're barreling towards the end of it. I Do you have any... um two hours of Last of Us content left? It's crazy. Oh, that breaks my heart. Do you have any hopes for the last two episodes of the show, or any, any concerns? Yeah, a bit, just from this... That I won't get into because spoilers. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I I am a little worried about it. However, the show has been good so far. As Even though I've been up and down for episodes, on a whole, I've had a really good time. So yeah. I believe that the people behind this can exec- execute this mostly flawlessly. I, bl- I believe in them. Agreed. You know, with Neil Druckmann, the guy who made Last of Us 1 and 2, um, so heavily involved, mm-hmm. I do think that they'll they'll stick the landing. I don't think he'd let them rush and kind of massacre the ending yeah, of the story. Yeah, I don't think so. I have to put my trust in them. They've, they know what they're doing. The writing has been very consistent and very solid throughout this show. So I have to assume that there's a reason that there's only nine episodes. I just, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I also really hope... And this didn't happen in the game, so there's no reason that it would happen in uh, in the show. But I want Joel to sing so badly. You know what? We'll get it. It's just season two. Oh, that's too, like, this too far. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to wait till like, 2024, no. or 2025 to hear Joel sing. It's oh. going to be brutal. We will get it, though. Okay. I'm looking forward all to right. that as well. I can wait. We'll be all right. Yeah, no, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to check out some of our other episodes, including all of our episodes on The Last of Us, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram at the Diving Moviecast and our individual Instagrams. I'm Hayden Kutris and Wesley's is Wesley Giffen. Sid, did you want to throw your Instagram here? Oh, sure. I'm. It's <laughs> my Instagram is citizenjade123, 
I dare you to spell that properly. <laughs> yeah, just um, try. I'm yeah. not going to spell it. So <laughs> yeah, that might leave them be to my their own devices. Or it may not be my letterbox. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, uh, thank you for joining Sid. And when lost in the darkness, look for the light. Thank you.